Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. The Graveyard Riddle by Lisa Thompson, Chapter 12, Page 81. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I followed the route back through the trampled weeds and came out onto the main path. I felt quite sorry for Hal, whether he was a spy or not. Sleeping in the cold, dark plague house with just a thin blanket must be horrible. I was pretty sure that Mum had a thick blanket in the bottom of her wardrobe that she had she wouldn't miss. I'd add that to a list of things. The food and flashlight would be easy to take. I knew Matthew had some binoculars. Mm, I knew Matthew had some binoculars, so I could see if I could borrow them. I couldn't ask him for any clothes though; that would make him ask too many questions. As I walked, I heard someone whistling a little song. It was a man. There was a man standing by the tap. And I gasped. It was Martin Stone. He hadn't left the graveyard at all. He'd just gone to refill the watering can. My throat tightened and I froze. I thought about what Hal had said. This man was a criminal. Was the criminal brain behind the man, mm, behind the Cambridge's biggest ever theft and was very dangerous. Perhaps I should go back to the plague house and warn him. But then, if Martin spotted me, it might lead him to Hal. I heard the slow creak of the tap and a shot in a shot of water as it blasted into the metal can. I carried on edging forward, watching him at all times. His shoulders were slightly stooped and he was wearing a pair of white sneakers, probably for comfort rather than running. He didn't really look dangerous at all. I could tell by the sound of the water can, but that it was nearly full and he still had his back to me as if bent down Downward to turn off the tap, I saw that there was something hidden beneath his jacket made of brown leather and it was tied around his waist like a thick belt. Resting against his hip and attached to the belt was a long pocket. I squinted and then gasped. It was a gun in a holster. I could even make out the large gray hand, I got make out the gray handle of a gun poking at the top. Hal was telling the truth. He was a secret agent. He was stalking out a criminal. He did for work, work for M18, and there was a man with a gun right in the graveyard. It was real. I felt a mix of terror, but also excitement, as I started again, walking again quicker this time. As exciting as this was, I, was, I really didn't want to come face to face with an armed criminal. But then, as I snuck past, Martin Stone suddenly spun around. Hello there, he said. I froze. My mouth hung open. I've got to do this or they'll die, said Martin, staring at me. I swallowed. Who will die, I asked, came out of my mouth as a squeak. The roses. They're my wife's favorite, he said. In this hot weather, they need at least two cans of water a day, I say. Even if, even after all the rain yesterday. He bent down to pick up the can as he did, and I noticed his jacket closed. He was hiding the gun. Who are you to see, uh, who are you to see then? he said. At first I thought he was talking, at first I thought he was talking about Hal and my stomach did a somersault, but then I realized he meant who I was seeing of the dead people. My great uncle, um, Bob, that's a lovely youngster, like, 
that's a lo- that's lovely, a youngster like yourself, showing your respect like that, said Martin, Martin smiling. Some of that water splashed out of the can onto his trousers, but he didn't seem to notice. Where's your great uncle Bob then, he said. Got a nice plot, has he? Yes, I said. He's over by the, um, my mind raced as, as if Martin found out that there wasn't an uncle Bob after all. Then I could tell it was in serious trouble, and how too. He actually hasn't got a plot, I said. He's everywhere. His ashes were scattered under the um, horse chestnut tree, so I just come here sometimes and think about him. Martin Stone stared at me. His forehead furrowed. He had a scar across his eyebrow, and it made him look like he had been sliced into two. I suspect it was from a fight, a fight with another gangster, perhaps. I shivered. Well, I must say that I think it's just wonderful, he said. His face melted into a soft smile. You enjoy your happy thoughts about your great uncle Bob. Cheerio now. He slowly walked away, the water slopping out of the can as he went. As soon as he was a safe distance, I sprinted along the pathway and then straight down the alley towards home. Are you done? You want me to read one more chapter? Mm-hmm. Are you, do you know what happened in this last one or should I just wait till tomorrow? Okay. Read. You want me to read? Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you are you listening to what happened? Yes. Are you, oh, okay, okay. I'm just making sure I don't fall asleep. Okay.